0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Michigan Beer Pursuit Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm here with Justin today. Hey, what's going on? And you are joining us for episode 29. Happy Can't September, everybody! September 1st. Yeah, we're one step closer to uh, getting rid of all this nasty summer, which I thought I was going to be excited for, but then the uh, the
1: attack of mosquitoes came, and the, I'm just not a fan, man. I know. I'm. I am. It's it's bittersweet. I'm kind of sad that that summer's going away, but also it, it's. I feel like another, Mother Nature. It's her way of of kind of easing us into winter <laughs> implementing all these mosquitoes and now we hate it and it's like all right just get yeah. cold <laughs> yeah keeping me inside all day so. <laughs> yeah
0: um so this is the eternity brewcast um which if you guys follow our instagram uh we alluded to uh earlier last week um we hung out with these guys a few uh sundays ago and and got an awesome conversation so that will be later on this episode so we're going to do a couple quick segments and then hop right into that brewcast um yeah. but that was fun man we uh that's one of our favorite like hometown breweries like we've been driving like when we went to ogma and arctic circle and, and <laughs> yeah. uh hand map. like these places Rikes. are all like an hour 20 minutes away at least <laughs> yeah luckily yeah, Eternity was like 10 minutes for us
1: yeah it is. i can get to eternity uh in 11 minutes from my driveway yeah. and i absolutely love it and that is by far the brewery i've been to the most right like, <laughs> yeah times 100 probably <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I finally got to hang out with them and got a, like a cool tour of the the brew house and saw much cool like uh, equipment they're using and and their giant bucket of uh, of hop cones and stuff they're gonna be using for, uh, <laughs> yeah. for a wet hop wet hop beer. That's cool.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's super exciting. It's funny because like that whole back area, I I've never seen it besides like through the window, and mm-hmm. I've been a mug club member there for over three years. And like, that's wow. just how often I go. And it's like, I've never seen that stuff back there. And, and here we are, like, you know, obsessed with beer and brewing and everything. And, and it, like, we like, kind of like knew the guys, you know, going into it. So it's just funny that it took this uh, to give us the opportunity to actually go back there and see what their process is, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah it was cool. Um, all right. Do you have a random question of the day to get us started (laughs) here? I do. Uh, (laughs) so let's just see, let's see how this one goes. Uh, I had this, (laughs) I thought of this, um, yesterday when I was at work and I just started laughing. So I'm like, I hope this works out. (laughs) Uh, so what is a super embarrassing story from your childhood that you never told anybody? I never told anybody.
2: (sighs) Mm,
0: I don't know.
1: You're I feel just like, too I'd, cool. like
0: I'd only be embarrassed if like
1: somebody else was there. All right. Well, I mean, I guess you know I'm saying? like, like what's something that may, like happened uh, like with someone else maybe that you never like, you never like came back and told your parents, you know, like you had an interaction with like another kid or something like that. Hmm. You know, like you peed your pants and the, the, <laughs> your, you know, your uh, English third grade English class saw you. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is.
0: Remember when I had those like pajama pants, I could pull up over my shoulders, dude. Yes. And it kind of looked like I just like a giant like leg. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. And like someone took a picture of it. Oh, like, I remember my picture. Like my yeah. mom or your mom or something. And so there was a photo of it somewhere out there. Well, like fast forward, like 10 years later or whatever. When I was in high school, one of my buddies was over and saw it and took it. no, and I don't think he showed anybody else, but I got to his house, like, whatever, a week later, and he was like, hey, look what I got. And I'm like, how the hell did you get that? I realized it wasn't, like, a copy; He just, like, took it from my house. Yeah. And so I don't remember what happened. I, thi- I don't, like, I think I just kind of laughed it off. I'm like, whatever. Dude, that's... Like, if you want to show people, will show people. Man, I don't care. Dude, that's but funny. <laughs> that's that's instantly the one I came to mind.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, like, that's that's embarrassing, because that's, like... In that moment, probably when you saw that was, was pretty stressful. It's like, Oh my God, but like, you know, I remember, I remember that day and I remember that photo and it, it was funny and silly, but it wasn't like super embarrassing just cause it was like so goofy.
0: Yeah. And in my high school mind, I was like, Oh my God, if a girl ever sees oh, this, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. doomed.
1: Now <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, eh, I'm, I'm ruined. Right. Yeah. Uh, I remember mine, and I thought of like I thought of this story, and this which made me think of this question uh, yesterday, and I haven't thought about it in years. Is I was riding the bus, and I always ended up sitting next to this kid, and like we got to talking a bunch about like video games and like you know like Pokemon and whatnot, and I, this is I think fifth grade, and we became really good friends, and and it was cool cause we'd talk every day and we'd like see each other in the hallway and then like walk to class together and everything. And this is maybe two months, two, three months into like our friendship. And I even like, we even like teamed up to be uh, like partners at the, like on fifth grade camp. Like you, you gotta like have a buddy system, whatever. And so we like teamed up for that. And this whole time I had no idea what this kid's name was. And I got in too deep where I couldn't ask because I, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, like good friends and then be like, so what's your name again? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And so I had to think of, you know, way, you know, devise a plan to get to know his name. And like the stupid saying of like when we were kids, I don't know, like this may have been just my school, but it was like, like you'd go up to someone and go like, you know, what's your name? Uh, What color is the sky? And then, like, you'd point up, you know, like, what what direction is this? And it's like, ha-ha, so-and-so blew up. You know, it was, like, so stupid. Like, like kids yeah. say stuff like that. But I had to, like, like I in my head, I'm like, this is really dumb. Like, a really dumb joke. And so I had to make it seem like I was like, this joke is so dumb. And he, and he was like, what's the joke? And I was like, so it goes like this. I'm like, so what's your name? You know, and then he said his name. And that's how I got him to say his name. And that's how I figured <laughs> out what his name was. Like, tricked him into it. Tricked him into it. But the problem is... I actually don't remember what his name is. Now <laughs> I can't, I was trying <laughs> to think of what it was. So maybe like Eric or something or so if you're out there and, and you're listening to this, uh, friend from the bus from fifth grade camp. Um, sorry. I don't remember you again. <laughs> Terrible friend, Justin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> um, Hey, have you ever had a space beer by any chance?
1: Ooh, a space beer, uh, like in like from space. Well, you can. You have. You
0: might have the option to have it one day because there's this what? dude, this billionaire, who has chartered the SpaceX flight. Uh, his name's Jared Isaacman, so he's taken himself and three other people on this three day mission uh, in a Crew Dragon spaceship. I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna look it up because it sounds sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, they're going on this mission. It's called Inspiration Four, and they're actually gonna do a Netflix special on it too. Um, but they're setting off, uh, they're set like for liftoff on September 15th. They're leaving from, uh, Kennedy space center in Florida. And along with the crew, they're bringing 70 pounds of hops. (laughs) What? (laughs) And so he's going to space with hops. You know, then you can call space hops. Yeah. Um, they've been to space and he's going to auction off these space hops. Once they return to a brewery and then donate the funds to, uh, uh, st jude's children's hospital
1: that's insane doesn't that sound awesome dude yeah that you know the first thing i thought of right there like that would be something founders could do they have the backing they have the you know the <laughs> yeah. power but they have like their mothership series so it's all like space stuff
0: yeah i really and, hope i really hope michigan yeah where gets this maybe we'll maybe we'll tag them in some article or something be like, yeah hey. just make sure that they're, <laughs> they're you know they're known to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be cool um another news we got a couple anniversaries uh jamx brewing uh hit their four-year anniversary recently and Snowbelt brewing hit their five-year anniversary recently. sweet so that's pretty sweet yeah um, we got some beers looking uh we can look forward to um there's a uh there's a pure michigan autumn ipa coming out Oh uh, nice next month and so basically pure michigan partnered with shorts and they created this 100 percent michigan grown and harvested ipa uh that highlights like the state's agricultural bounty so they're going to distribute it to uh meyer dw fresh bushes vgs and kroger and that should start on october 6th
1: nice okay that's so sweet.
0: seems pretty cool it's gonna be um they said straw colored and slightly hazy Uh, It leads with a slightly sweet fruit and multi-flavor that's immediately followed by a nice hoppiness that finishes dry.
1: Dang, dude. That That sounds great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And if you want some more wacky beers, I also found this article from Pure Michigan called Michigan's Wackiest Beers. Okay. These are some crazy ones, dude. So, (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. All right. uh, So there's two spicy ones that they – have highlighted here. The first one's from Rockford Brewing Company. It's called Peter Piper Pepper Pale Ale. <laughs> nice. 5%. This pale ale uses Serrano, jalapeno, banana, and Hungari- Hungarian wax peppers from Heidi's Farm Stand and Bakery in Lowell. And you can expect a finish of fresh peppers without an overwhelmingly spicy bite. But you can also get hot Peter, which is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Peter Piper Pepper Pale Ale cast conditioned on a blend of other peppers you get an even hotter one. And then you have 440 Pepper Smoker uh, from Original Gravity Brewing. And this is an amber ale that uses German smoked malt and then produces a blanched, smoky flavor that works well with the heat uh, from the fresh jalapenos that are added during several stages of the brewing process. That's cool. That That one sounds pretty gnarly. I was going to say that one sounds pretty good. I had, when I went out and visited Big Lake, I tried two of their spicy stouts. They had like, like, uh, I don't think it was ghost pepper, but something along those lines, um, of a stout and then like an imperial barrel aged stout and stuff, and they were insanely good. And the um, I was actually talking to the owner, and they're right from his garden. Him and the brewers. Oh garden. wow! So, okay,
1: yeah, it's pretty cool. That's sweet. You know, I've like spicy beer wise. Uh, it's hard for me to get into because I always feel like it just leaves like a I guess like a spicy <laughs> coating on my tongue, and every beer I have yeah. after that just kind of hurts. But it, I like. It always intrigues me, and I think I've only had a few spicy beers, and they're like intended to be really hot. And uh, and so I did think you ever maybe, have the Did you ever have the spicy Mexican lager? Spicy Mexican lager from
0: that I that I got. So I had like this. Um, I found this uh, variety pack at Costco. Okay, and I th- it was either Modelo or uh, Dos Equis,
1: and it's a spicy. So spicy oh yeah yeah I, yeah you brought one of those over yeah it was like okay. last year wasn't it yeah it was really good yeah actually yeah my dad and I ended up splitting that one and uh yeah that was that, was, that one actually wasn't too bad because it wasn't like overpowering yeah and I, you know and that's what I think if it's done done well and slight just a hint of heat and more like pepper flavor like I could probably get behind that but yeah yeah I, I've had the one at the beer fest and it was a mistake and it was like a habanero beer and i tried it <laughs> yeah. and it was like maybe like a third or fourth beer in you know sample in the whole rest of the day that's all i could taste yikes yeah and so that was, that, that was a little rough it kind of turned me off from it from that moment um so there's
0: some sweet beers too so if that's more your speed yeah. there's <laughs> the rye hipster brunch stout from Oddside ales uh that's hits at 10 and this dark boozy stout was aged in bourbon barrels along with coffee maple syrup and bacon so while made okay. with breakfast ingredients, the sweet and complex flavors found in this beer would also be great for dessert. Yeah, um, cherry pie hole from Right Brain <laughs> Brewing. Uh, this is tapped annually in July. This amber ale is brewed with eighty entire cherry pies, crusts and all, from Grand Traverse Pie Co. Jeez. and released just in time for the National Cherry Fest up in Traverse City.
1: That actually that sounds, sounds pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, Rockford Brewing—they're uh, on here quite a bit actually. They—they they have some pretty cool like out there beers which i like yeah um they have ink jemima (laughs) nice and so they replace the water in the brewing process with fresh sap from local maple trees um and we've actually talked about coprop doing the same thing yeah um with uh i think like what's happening yep um that's which i was able to try and it was it was oh you were oh nice Mm -hmm. okay yep um so caramel and munich malts uh they say mix well with a maple syrup flavor that easily ferments down to a dry, refreshing finish. So that sounds pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that really does.
0: Now, here's some of the weird ones. Here's the last couple mm. here. This one's savory. It's the savory portion of these wacky oh, okay. beers. Yikes. <laughs> the Mangalista Pig Porter from Right Brain. You ready for this? I told my girlfriend this and she almost threw up. Um, <laughs> a rich chocolatey porter that is brewed with smoked pig heads and bones.
1: Ugh. <laughs>
0: Says Ugh. while the vegetarians want to steer clear, this is the beer that put on put the spotlight on right brain when it was named 2011 gold medal winner for best experimental beer at the American, Great American Beer Fest. Dude,
1: no way, Bruce smoked pig heads and
0: bones? No shit,
1: dude. That's so gross, dude. Can you just imagine? Like they throw like the pig head like in the mash or something? Or yeah, <laughs> like,
0: I have no idea. Just, I have no can idea. Can you
1: imagine that? Like crazy. Yeah, some patrons walk, walk by to just grab a beer and there's some dude just like lowering a pig's head into <laughs> the kettle pig. or something. <laughs> just Pig parts of the beer. She was like, oh my God, why wouldn't anyone drink that?
0: Like, I don't know. I would do it. I'd drink it. Dude, I would drink it. I would definitely try it, yeah. Try it. <laughs> um, and then from Shorts, they have OMG WTF BBQ,
1: which is nice. a barbecue-themed
0: <laughs> experimental amber ale. It's brewed with tomatoes, brown sugar, molasses, spices, and smoked hops. Okay. And so they say, while it's smokiness and, and slight spiciness, harking to barbecue sauce, the malty back moan reminds you that this is a surprisingly drinkable beer. Yeah, that, then, like that I
1: could get down with. That doesn't sound like pig's head going into the no, beer. No, Yeah, yeah, this one's easy. <laughs> um,
0: and then last but not least is Right Brain. They have a, they, what they call Spear Beer. And so this is a light-bodied ale with nutty, earthy, and sweet notes from, you want to guess the, the vegetable in this? Ooh, uh, it's not pickles. I thought maybe spear would be pickles, but
1: yeah, uh, that was kind of my, my first good. Maybe green, like, it's a
0: green vegetable.
1: Maybe like, like broccoli, like, you know, uncut where Plus, it's like
0: super long asparagus.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I guess it looks like a spear. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> they also add real lemon zest for a little brightness in the mix. Okay. They say it sounds weird, but as a must try for asparagus fans
1: yeah okay i mean i wonder isn't it uh asparagus Crazy makes your ears. pee smell weird yeah i wonder if this sure does this does the same thing <laughs> it will definitely make your pee smell weird
0: yeah 100 <laughs> yeah um all right so last let's kick off um new brews and then we can segue right into uh eternity's podcast all right um so we're gonna kick off this week's new brews it's Alb- albion malleable uh, they have Say Uncle, which is an Imperial IPA. It's a double version of the Uncle cousin um, that we spotlighted <laughs> before. Eleven point one percent, huge citrus hops in this one. Um, down the street at Bad Brewing, they have Think Thick, which is a hard seltzer smoothie at five percent. This one's strawberry peach. Sounds perfect for a nice hot summer day. Yeah. Baffin Brewing has a few new ones. First one is Tart Cherry Kettle, which is a uh, kettle sour and conditioned on Michigan Montmorency tart cherries. And then their next one is Get to the Hoppa. West Coast <laughs> nice. IPA. It's uh, dry hopped with Isabella, uh, Simcoe, Roddy H420 hops, and with notes of pine citrus and tropical fruit. Uh, have you seen this one? This one is from Bells called Oberon. Uberon,
1: Uberon have no. Have you heard
0: about this yet? No, not yet. Oh, this is crazy. So it's basically, it's Oberon, but the bourbon barrel-aged version of overrun no way 11.3 percent yeah all right gotta try that i know i'm waiting to find this hopefully (laughs) if i can get out to the store today i'll i'll go um i've been sick as a dog the last couple days oh yeah so i haven't done anything i didn't get out of bed yesterday i don't think (laughs) nice let's go get more water maybe some whiskey yeah Um, (laughs) there you go
1: Cures all hence
0: hence my voice yeah which almost probably sounds like normal to you guys if you don't know me or hear my voice because i feel like i'm always like you know we cold just woke up something yep. stupid is going on so i just got this yeah. nasty raspy voice so always sick my sinuses suck uh and whatever yeah yeah Bullshit. um all right next one is a collab beer called mutualism uh this one is a uh, collab between black calder and uh, speciation so this one's a sour ale at 7.6 percent and they made this with uh, dark sweet cherries from Michigan, cocoa nibs, and African vanilla beans. And okay. this one's released at uh, Speciation. I can never say that right. Yeah, um,
1: speci- speci-
0: speciation? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, City Built has a couple new beers. Marzana is their October uh, Octoberfest Marzen. 100% German malt, hops, and yeast at 6.8%. Um, they have a New England IPA called Hazy Sesh at 4.5%. Our buddies at Copper Hop have a couple new beers. One, two, three, Roast Tim is a stout that they made with uh, vanilla and marshmallow. At oh, 8. yeah. 2%. That's what I'm talking um, about. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get out there and hang out with these guys before that's that's gone. Yeah, that would be great. Huge stout fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and New Dankland is their New England IPA made with Southern Cross, Idaho Seven, Chinook, and Cascade Hops. Right. D Hops Brewing has a new kettle sour called Peachy Sour. And this one's fermented with fresh peach puree. Drafting table has three new beers. Uh, first one's in New England called Render. Uh, brewed with Citra, Mosaic, and Vic Secret hops at 6.4%. They have Nightwish, which is a stout brewed with roasted malts and Cascade hops at 6%. And then a uh, Fest beer, Golden Lager, brewed with Vienna, Pilsner, and Munich malts at 5.2%.
1: Nice. Classic beers. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this one's actually a really cool one, too. This one's from Eastern Market. It's called the ube coconut blonde and it's a blonde ale that they brewed with purple yams also called ube's or oobs um, nice. okay and toasted coconut 5.1 percent this this legit comes out purple oh wow all right gotta try that yeah <laughs> that sounds sweet um eternity uh has a new half just came out right after our our podcast with them uh called not a cow and it's a
1: Weizen with notes of banana and clove at 5.2%. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a re-release because I remember that one a while back. Okay. It was so good. I haven't seen it in a long time, though, so back I'm glad on, it's back. back yeah, definitely one of the best Half Weizens I've, I've, I've had.
0: <clears throat> um, Farmington Brewing has Hills 275, which is an IPA at 4.7%. Ferndale Project has three new beers. First one's Banana Cream a la mode, which is the a la mode um, – sour that they have they added banana cream to it so bananas milk sugar vanilla and vanilla wafers kind of make that like
1: <laughs> that's kind of awesome <laughs> banana cream <laughs> pie type. Good.
0: you know um stud finder their new england double ipa double dry hopped with strata azaka and idaho seven hops and this is their first uh new england double ipa brewed with rye so okay. they added that in um leo imperial stout is their new stout at 10 percent and then we're moving on to Five Shores, which has a new IPA called K Machine. Uh, this is a cold kettle hopped juicy IPA. Uh, this tributes to uh, Caitlin, their brewing intern uh, this summer. So they let her pick all the hops in this version oh, that's cool. of uh, this beer. So that's pretty cool. Citra, Eldorado, Mosaic, and Mackinac hops. <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> uh, Founders has a new KBS, uh, the Cinnamon Vanilla Cocoa, at 12%. So okay. they continue to come out with new flavors with KBS. Yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. Alongside their regular KBS, so that's pretty cool. Um, Grand River Brewing Company has Grows on Trees, which is a Belgian style wheat beer brewed with Cara Cara oranges, apricot puree, and coriander seed. Iron Bark Brewing has Cézanne de Solace, uh, which is a Belgian Saison, and this is a collab with Noble Hop Goblin, which is uh, <laughs> nice. um, one of their one of their Instagram followers. Um, that one comes out at six point six percent. North Peak Brewing has Garage Party, which is a German style light lager at
1: 3.7%. Oh, wow.
0: Odd Side Ales has a new IPA called Stratopus. And this formerly was named Strata Blaster. It's made with only Strata hops at 7.2%. And this is dip topped.
1: Okay. You ever heard of
0: dip topped before? No. So, how they explain it is they make sort of like a hop tea. And so they heat up this, you know, water basically make tea with the hops in this water so hop hence hop tea um and then they they put it in the fermenter and then they add the chilled wort to it oh wow so it's really like instead of like your late hop additions or whirlpool or flame out whatever you're adding this like post brew
2: okay so it's sitting in there so cool This, this
0: hop tea is waiting um and it just adds a ton of hop aroma so that's what they're that's what they're looking for without adding adding bitterness right, to it yeah
1: all that bitterness wow
0: wow what a cool idea so pretty cool and i actually researched it and found you know some other people have been like other breweries obviously have been doing and they're not the first one but mm-hmm. um or maybe they are i don't know um <laughs> but they they started doing that with uh certain beers and stuff so that's kind of cool
1: yeah that's sweet
0: um, Pink Barrel Cellars, they have two new beers. First one's the Bee's Knees, which is a Hefeweizen, brewed with German Hefeweizen yeast for a nice fruity aroma to match the apricot and honey aroma, made with 50% wheat. And then they have a peach ale, brewed with a hint of black tea to balance the peach flavor out at 5.5%. Uh, Shandorf has their Oktoberfest on on tap now, brewed bars style back in March, uh, which is how you're supposed to do it.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Um, Tecumseh Brewing has two new beers: be, uh, bourbon barrel-aged uh, Resurrection Stout. Uh, this one's aged in Jack Daniel's barrels with cocoa nibs at nine point five percent. I like that. I usually don't see Jack Daniel's barrels. Yeah, um, same. Which is cool. I like. I mean, I love Jack Daniel's, but <laughs> right. Usually, it's something like. I see like Twitty, Wood- I guess. Yeah, like Woodford. Oh, I see Woodford barrels and stuff like that. I got a bottle of Woodford right next to me, actually. <laughs> nice. Um, and then there. Are, Small Batch IPA, number 324, and this one's brewed with Vic Secret Galaxy and Meridian Hops at 8.8%. Distant Whistle has a new sour called Princess Punch. This one is raspberry and strawberry um, flavored. Uh, Three Blondes, they have a new IPA called DNA Test, which is made with Eldorado and Amarillo Hops. And then they also have uh, a new hard seltzer called 3B Bubbler, which is pineapple and coconut at 6.5%. And then last but not least, Watermark Brewing has a new IPA called Mikey G IPA brewed with Eldorado and Magnum Hops.
1: Nice. That sounds good.
0: So that'll wrap it up for new brews this week. Um, and like I said, we'll kick it off now to the Eternity Brewcast, cast um, where we got to hang out with Trevor, John, and Ethan. Trevor, the uh, one of the owners, John's head brewer, Ethan's assistant brewer. Um, so they were gracious enough to Hang out with us on a on a Sunday when they were closed up, so um we got them all to ourselves and stuff, so it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, great guys.
0: Yep. So a lot of fun. Um pretty quick podcast. Uh with them it was only you know, like 20, 28, 30 minutes, something like that.
1: Yep. Awesome.
0: So we'll kick it off to that. Um and as always, we'll uh catch you guys for episode thirty. Yeah, yeah. 30 We're almost there. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Thanks guys for Michigan Beer Pursuit. We're out. Cheers. All right. Hey everyone. Welcome to the Michigan Beer Pursuit Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm here with Justin today. Hey, what's up? And we're at our favorite brewery. That's right. Eternity Brewing, 4060 East Grand River Avenue in Howell. And we're here with Trevor, John, and Ethan. What's up, guys? Hey. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having us out today. Uh, super nice Sunday. So like I said, we're not going to try and take up too much of your guys' time so you can go <laughs> enjoy the sun and I guess this Michigan heat while we have it until <laughs> yeah. uh, until fall hits. But, you know, thanks for having us out. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: thanks for coming. Yeah, of course. Um, we kind of want to hit some uh, just fun icebreakers. We always ask everyone their uh, their first beer or their first beer experience. Tell us about tell us about <laughs> <Yeah>. that.
3: <laughs> you guys even remember? <laughs>
2: it was unfortunately just with the Dirty Thirty at Central Michigan. So. Oh yeah. Not the best experience <laughs> I've ever had for sure.
4: But right. inexperienced nonetheless. Yes. Still an experience, yeah. Yeah, I can't even. I, I can't even remember specifically the first, the first one, but it was certainly in excess of the necessary. <laughs> oh yeah, right.
3: Yeah, it's probably just something cheap. Probably, you know, my family was always a Miller Lite family, so that was probably like at least first taste was okay. like a cheaper, like Miller Lite or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You yep, know, and then it quickly transformed into drinking the better stuff yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah so what was what was kind of like your guys transformation from the uh the national brands to more craft beer like mission craft beer what was like the change hated ipas at first yeah
3: i couldn't do well, i feel like that's kind of yeah me yeah too. so didn't didn't like them and of course like it you know the more you try it kind of your tastes yeah. change and all of that but it was mostly like multi stuff for me starting like ambers and stouts. Okay. Ambers were always big. I liked ambers a lot yeah. initially.
2: Whereas mine was the opposite. Like I hated beer cause all I was drinking was Bush Light but you know, I was getting the job done or whatever. Right? Yeah. Finally someone let me have a two-hearted and I was like, oh, beer can have flavor sometimes. Like that's <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. really good.
4: Yeah. Actually, I kind of got my hand held and brought into this. Um, I was really a Miller Lite or hard liquor guy, right? Okay. Either Jameson and Ginger Ale, captain and coke or miller light because it was cheap and um i ended up on the road working with a cat who was really into brewing good buddy of mine um his name's brad he he went on to become a brewer uh for a much larger uh, brewery but he really stepped me into it and we were traveling together on the road and he would start taking me to breweries and really educate me about it and i got hooked on the craft and and, and the, not just the product but the culture that goes along with it right like i find yeah. that it's Whenever I travel now, I seek out local breweries because I, I almost know for certain that the people behind the bar, the people next to me, are the people I want to talk to. Yep. And uh, that really got me hooked on it all together. Um, and now I really enjoy the just just seeing what else there is uh, you know in the space. Also, never cared for IPAs myself. Thought that the hop forward thing was just not my thing, but I've evolved a little bit to appreciate it for what it is. It's still not my go-to, yeah. but I appreciate mm-hmm. it for what it is. <laughs> absolutely yeah.
0: so real quick let's go through everyone's roles um here at the brewery and we'll kind of start diving
2: in here uh, i'm john i'm the head brewer so i'm uh, mostly coming up with recipes doing the brewing and then a lot of like front of house management stuff too
1: okay mm-hmm. all right
3: yeah uh, being assistant brewer i'm you know taking care of a lot of the physical work in the back some of the grunt work cleaning kegs and stuff like that with just the two of us in the back so it's you know, a lot of hats to wear and the and a brewery yeah. in general but um yeah it's i mean it's obviously brewing and you know it's pretty much everything canning and a bunch of stuff
2: we like to call it all the charlie work mm-hmm.
3: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah there's there's plenty to do so there's always something yeah oh yeah always busy always yeah uh
4: and i'm i'm one of the partners that owns the operation uh would not be possible with, without these guys i try to keep us on track and keep the bills paid and, and have a vision and move forward. But I don't know how to brew beer. I know how to consume beer. Um, <laughs> and I really couldn't get it done uh, without these guys. And, and they're the, they're the boots on the ground here all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a customer of this place before we took over ownership and just love the product, love the feeling, love, love the other customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really wanted to be a bigger part of that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So attorney like officially opened back in september of 2014 with dana and mike tran and then kind of handed over the keys uh would you say may of 2019
4: yes okay may of 2019 and we went right into sort of a rebranding approach um what we wanted to do was sort of take everything they had done so well that we all loved and, and just evolve it from there and so the big splash was sort of a, a, a branding and image change with the with the logos and the sub logos and the colors. Um, and then we went right to work on putting in a food kitchen and actually having proper food service because we knew that was one of the big complaints that we heard all the time. So we, we dove into that really hard for that first fall and winter and then splash, we, we launched our new brand and kitchen right into Right into the COVID, mm-hmm. um, and that's we've just been just been trying <laughs> to tread water ever since, right? <laughs> the um, kitchen
2: was open for one whole day before we had to shut it down. <laughs> no
4: way! Oh man! It was wow. Yeah, we did
3: a St. Patty's Day menu. Right. like introducing the kitchen specific and that was pretty much the day where everything just like closed. Yep. Wow. we were like launching after
4: saint patrick's day officially being on tuesday we were having our party on the saturday before introducing our kitchen with a special menu mm-hmm. and then we were going to turn on the regular food operation and it was that Monday where the governor shut it down. So oh. then we we had to re- reboot again and and just mm. try to get through it. Yeah, poor timing. We're still standing. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. we're still standing. And yeah, and no, oh, that's yeah. good.
1: Yeah, we're very thankful that you guys survived through all that. Oh, I yeah. know yeah. a lot of breweries were pretty unfortunate in that sense, and and this being our our favorite brewery and and luckily our local brewery too. So it was, it was mm. nice to come out and support you guys as much as we could.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. What was the what was kind of the idea behind? Getting the kitchen because you guys had had, you know, bring, bring your own food for like, you know, since inception, what was the, what was kind of the change of, you know, was it the rebranding, like the, you know, the new ownership, Hey, we want to bring in, you know, this part of the,
4: yeah, I would say that I, you know, I travel or used to travel extensively for work. And I would always notice that it seemed like the more successful breweries typically were ones that had their own food service. And what I also found was that, the, their menus, although simple dishes, tend to be more on the craft side, more creative, fresh ingredients or whatnot. It really goes hand-in-hand hand with the beer, and I wanted to bring that. Um, even myself as a customer, I don't enjoy the whole takeout thing. And I know a lot of breweries do it or at least start that way, but I, the last thing I really want to do is go get takeout and then eat it here out of a styrofoam container in plastic right, silver. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so I really thought there was a big opportunity for you know for growing sales in general and then helping to stabilize Uh, the customer base because um it it just it just offers it it's an add-on to what you're offering but i you know to me again doing the menu the right way is all about um adding on to that whole craft experience about what you bring so we you know we've got sandwiches and nachos and flatbreads of course but we really try to take that and and do the presentation Mm -hmm. and the the preparation a little bit better than what you'd expect Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah one of my questions was how it was going but with one day to use as reference, you know
4: <laughs> the yeah. amount of energy was was fantastic. The biggest complaint we always heard from our customers here is they wanted they wanted some regular food, mm. you know, um, and so that's what we tried to give them. And and we had a huge St. Patrick's Day party that year, um, and everybody is very <laughs> excited about the food service, um, and, and the food service since we have been able to reopen, has become a substantial part of what we do. Certainly, it's helped us grow uh, the average ticket. It's customers are staying longer. We're certainly getting more more customers uh, more regularly than, than we would. It's, it's, been a, it's been a big thing. I mean, we're a very welcoming place for families. We wanna be family friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, we, don't, we don't have liquor. Obviously, we just have beer and, and now we get more families and, and there's something for the kids to eat here. And um, so we really enjoy that that whole that whole
1: aspect. Yeah, I bring my daughter here a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your guys' uh, uh goldfish bowl every single time. It's first thing before we even order beer. It's like, yep. yeah, can we get one of those bowls? <laughs> it's perfect. It's
3: popular for everyone, just for a yeah. quick snack. It is, you know, yeah. it's hand in just hand with having concert. a pretzel at the bar with right. the beer. It's yeah. you know, same same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great.
0: So the name Eternity you know, I think when a lot of uh, businesses or breweries, like, change hands, a lot of times, like, part of the rebranding is changing the name. Obviously, you guys didn't change that. What was kind of the, the reasoning behind that? Was it because you were an initial mug club member and, and just liked this brand and wanted to continue with it?
4: Essentially, I would say maybe a little deeper than that. So, uh, like you mentioned, it was started by Mike and Dana Tran, and their vision was to have a, a brewery that was sort of rooted in, in Christian faith. Um, that was very important to them. Um, and I, I, I think that message got lost in translation. As a customer, I was a customer for years without even understanding that was the root of the name. The, some, the original list of beers were all also had biblical references as well okay. Okay. Um, in their names. And then they themselves got away from that. But I don't think the intention was ever away from that. I think they ran out of names or whatnot, right? <laughs> but when we took over, um, we wanted to keep the name because we didn't want to reboot, we didn't want to start a new brewery. I wanted to take all the positive things they've done, the loyal customers they had, and just build from there. So I certainly didn't want to take a name change. But when we consulted with our marketing company about the logo, the name, the whole, the whole mission, what's our slogan, what's our motto, they said what we need to do is come up with an explanation for Eternity Brewing. And that's where we sort of, after many, many months, figured we kind of backed into it. And now we have Beers Forever is really our slogan. That way we can maintain the eternity name. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to explain the faith-based roots because that wasn't even from me, right? Um, okay. But we, we have maintained the name and now it's Beers Forever. And we believe it It still um, really complements the, the, the mission about what we have uh, or what we're trying to do here.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome, so John, talk to me um, about your your start in brewing. How did you start brewing? Was it here at Eternity or was it?
2: It was here and it was pretty much completely on accident. Uh, I used to work mornings as a cook and my wife worked as a manager across the street at Aubrey's and we would pass by here all the time. And with her working nights and me just sitting at home on the couch all day, we're here one day and I see a sign that they just want a keg cleaner one or two days a week. What if i just do that because i'm bored and they're offering me free beer to just hang out here for a <laughs> right? while so i started doing that two days a week and got to know zach and dana the brewers at the time and uh dana wind up getting pregnant and couldn't do as much work around there and they offered me a job to just start helping them out and so i just learned everything i know from helping them and just by doing
1: that's great on. learn
0: on the job what about you ethan uh, similar in the sense that
3: it was kind of an inside hire. I was serving here for a while. Um, I, I had been a customer here for a while. Basically, the second I turned 21, I was coming to hang out here with friends and family and all that. and Then, <laughs> yeah, took a job serving. Um, had a change in staff as far as the brewers go. Um, previous head brewer moved down to Georgia. Um, John went up from assistant to head brewer and they knew I was interested in learning the process and, you know, kind of climbing the ladder and took me on as assistant. And I just kind of learned and I'm still learning every single day. There's so much so going much on. To learn. And, uh, yeah. So I was just kind of climbing the ladder and, and, uh, they, they took me on as
0: a inside hire. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Right on. What was the, uh, what was the leap like from like keg washer to, I guess, assistant brewer? Did you, did you officially have the title of assistant brewer at one time or was it Like a bigger jump
2: i did eventually become just assistant brewer because as dana stepped out way more and more zach took over the head brewer position and i just kind of stepped into what he was doing at the time so
0: okay okay do you remember your first recipe you
2: created the first recipe i did by myself without zach's help is uh, protect your check. And that's still one of our nice. most popular beers yeah. we have right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very cool. is yeah, I'm awesome. I'm happy
3: about that one. Yeah,
0: very cool. An ambitious first,
3: right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first recipe yeah, to ambitious. go through yeah. a Belgian triple. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Ethan? Do you have any recipes you've been able to create yet?
3: Um, I, I've been having a lot of fun with, uh, we just have like a small batch system. Um, so anytime we just want to get really crazy and experimental um, you know, where you're not going through hundreds mm-hmm. of pounds on a full batch system or on a three-barrel system, so it's not huge. But um, you know, you want to experiment a little bit on a smaller system first. Then it's a great yeah. way to do it. So yeah, I've been doing like oh, you know, we have a couple of things in the works now, small batch wise, just messing around with some ideas. And um,
2: this fall, his first small batch that we're gonna do big scale is gonna be debuting. So oh, very that's cool. be coming mm-hmm. out soon yeah Since that was not soon a couple of months yeah. yeah it's it's a ways out brew schedule One wise, of our beers.
3: we did yeah it was uh like an imperial-esque uh amber ale um so just okay. nice and malty and caramely yeah. uh just a big heavy malt bomb basically yeah it was very nice tasty small scale so we're hoping to bump up the numbers and and release that at some point yeah nice do you guys yeah. have any
0: favorite beers on tap right now
2: I love the brew we just released ever since we released it last week, that's like all I've been drinking. Yeah, oh nice. <laughs> the brew is nice. Um I third try at a brew and by far the most successful one so far and actually okay. getting the sugar out of there and doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Just tastes delicious. Yeah. I remember <laughs> it was
1: a few months ago, it was probably more than a few months ago now, but you, you had one, it was uh, Sugar, you're out of this world or something. Yeah, it was like with the that was Galaxy our second try at it. And yeah. and I remember, like, I got a growler of it without even tasting it because it was like we were out, the, heading out the door, and I was like, I just, I want something for the night, and I grabbed it and uh, got home, and I was, I was blown away even with that. And so, if you're saying this third one is even better than that, I'm pretty excited. You know, after, that's your next beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, my next that's, beer
2: that's for beer. sure. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: what would you say like the vision for the beers are? Is there a certain like push towards a specialization of styles, or is it something else that you guys kind of have a vision for?
2: I try to just have as many styles on as possible. We have 22 tabs to work with, so I want everyone to come in here, and there's a beer for everybody, right? And Mm. I don't try to go too crazy with the, like, experiment with nuts flavors. I try to just make them, like, close to style and just make a really good beer for whoever's here, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Every once in a
2: while we get nuts with, like, the (laughs) fruit flavors or, like, adding in a bunch of additives. Or we have our star s'mores, Uh, like a Mm s'mores-inspired
0: imperial brown. Nice. Yeah, those. That's right, right up
4: my alley. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> coming back soon. Good. Yeah, we've always wanted to sort of have like a, a wide breadth of offering, as opposed to specializing in a particular, you mm. know, segment. Like, I just feel like that's really our brand and our customer base. You know, just a nice, a nice cross section of, of both ends of the spectrum, and we mm. we do some. I love our pilsner, and I and I love yeah. our oatmeal stout too, and, and sort of everything in between. And mm. we always want to make sure we've got enough variety, as opposed to just being honed in on 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 a Belgian style or right. or right. On, on an IPA. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. I mean, I love IPAs more than anyone. But you go to certain places, and the beer list is six IPAs, and then whatever two beers accidentally <laughs> slipped in there, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all you got, really. Right.
1: Yeah. Yes. I. I'm I'm the same I love IPAs. That's that's always my go to. And yeah, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. Right. And it's like, okay, I, I want a brown ale please. <laughs> I want something not so hoppy. So with Howell having three different breweries in it, can you guys
0: kinda of talk to the the community between, you know, the breweries in this I guess quote unquote small town, even though I feel like it's humongous. Like getting yeah. from one side of to <laughs> the other is like an hour, but <laughs>
2: I I mean, to be honest, we don't have a lot of collaboration going on. Uh, Like you said, it's a small town, but, like, they are way downtown, and we are way outside of downtown. Yeah. Kind of just each stick to our own lane. Like, when we're at festivals and stuff, we talk all the time, and, like, we're happy to help each other out. Like, I remember one time we were at the Fall Beer Fest, and I left uh, one of our tools back here, and, like, we could not hook up our hoses without this tool. And I was like... Clark, please help me. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice, that's cool. Yeah, we're always happy to help each other out, but like, yeah. there's not necessarily like the constantly yeah. working together.
3: It's almost nice too because it's bouncing business off of each other. Like I, I always joked, especially when it was about to be like four or five breweries in the same city. Mm-hmm. That you know, the couple rumored to open um with the post office one yeah yeah, yeah. so it was the one that
2: was supposed to go in at the old quarry or whatever yeah. but i
3: would always think of like okay this is going to be like a mini grand rapids where people are going to do like full brew tours in Howell and go you know bounce <laughs> yeah. between like four or five different spots so it's kind of nice to you know people are coming through do or doing tagger brew tours and yeah. we're you know sending them back and forth and you know you got two down this way one in brighton and you can do the whole line so it's kind of nice having that many yeah yeah absolutely
0: mm-hmm. so you know covid hits in in early 2020 um you guys are just rolling out your kitchen stuff you know what kind of what kind of pivots did you have to make you know when that realization kind of hit when everything had to shut down and there wasn't any it, you know in uh like tap room beers or anything like that kind of had to shut that down what kind of pivots did you kind of have to go through for that
2: well unfortunately we basically had to lay off the entire staff, so it was just Ethan, myself, and then uh, Paul, our old manager. The three of us would just be here every day, just having the place open, just trying to do what we could carry out. Lots of carry out, lots of canning, yeah, lots and of growlers, canning, yeah. and all that. It yeah. was a
4: shift though in, in business and in focus, right? Like mm-hmm. we our, had to...
2: Our kitchen had only been open one day, so we couldn't keep the cooks on because we didn't know that we would have the traction to sell food, so we yeah. had to mm-hmm. shut it down to just can yeah. and growler sales.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, shut it down, go to skeleton crew, salvage what we can, push the takeout like we like that we had never really pushed hard before. That mm-hmm. you know the carryout business is an add-on. You know, yeah. as people leave, but most of our customers aren't coming here just to take beer and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just trying to transition and ramp up, ramp up canning. We did canning in, in a scale that we had never done before, we right. really you haven't stopped. The most <laughs> that yeah. 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 We and really haven't. We stopped. don't
2: have a machine. Well, we have a semen machine, but we can't. There's like hand, one can at a time. Yep, so. one at a time, all <laughs> by hand. Hundreds of, of cans. Hours and hours in front Eight, of the. Eight ten tests. hours a day. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, we and you brought, have to
1: manually put on the labels and all that. Yeah, okay. so we yeah. brought
2: a
4: half we got a half a skid of cans the first time, which is three thousand, and we went through those in like two months. Um, and we're like, Holy cow. So when we yeah. bought the second time, we bought a full pallet of cans and then we spent a few dollars and got a, a, at least a hand crank labeler. Oh, okay. So good. that they can at least can <laughs> on That yeah. was a game changer. <laughs> Not trying to line them up, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh man, yeah, I can't even imagine.
2: <laughs> label a batch of cans in a half hour instead of 2 hours per beer. Yeah. Right. So, so <laughs> we yeah, haven't
4: yeah. really gone oh, back away from the cans. Um, you know, we we've kept we used to really focus on the glassware on the growlers and howlers and yowlers and all that but we've really now just stuck with the aluminum product and it, it transports better and, you know, and it keeps mm-hmm. longer and stuff so i that's that's been a long lasting change
1: that's cool um,
0: certainly yeah it was cool to see you guys get the fridge over there and and certain scene to cocaine and stuff like that cuz sometimes you'll forget your growler and you're like, "Well, I want to stop, but I don't have it."
4: Yeah. Or just the ability to have a variety, right? Yeah. In our new labels that we had designed for each of our core brands, they look good. It's just they like do. a rainbow of flavors in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: So what are the kind of the plans for for uh, the future here? Is there, you know, uh, distribution you might be looking into? Is there, you know, what kind of growth are you looking at for the brewery
4: um, leading into 2022? Well, so um, that's a great question. Um, We are, yeah, really just trying to stay here for now. I can say, even before COVID, our big picture plans never really focused on distribution. It's a very crowded space. A lot of breweries go that route. Um, From the equipment that we have right here, we're just brewing off a three barrel system. We really can't do it at the scale to be cost effective. What we've always wanted to be is just a really great local tap house. I don't even need multiple locations. Just I wanna be that go-to tap house that everybody in town knows about and makes a point to come out and see us. Mm-hmm. We have some strategic partnerships and distribution, certainly several golf courses and restaurants around Livingston County that we work with, handful okay. of them that never have a soft tap. We love those, value those relationships. It's not about making money. It's about the brand recognition and being out there, yeah. uh, which is wonderful. But I would say that our plans remain unchanged. What I just wanna do here is, is continue to build A great space uh, community feeling high energy and just a fun very welcoming environment um, with what we can do here until hopefully uh, hopefully we outgrow this space and ultimately one day i'd love to have our own building not in this this strip center location is not never been my favorite Um, i'd like to have uh, our own standalone building and yeah, you know, cool. I do have building envy over our friends down at Abernales, Clark. <laughs> I got to hand it to him; he did an amazing job on his building. Every time I'm there, I just wish I had that building <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, great it's for a my beer. It's so, a great he spot. did an amazing job, and he's yeah. got his beat hands down on his building and his yeah. decor. It's beautiful, and I want to I want to have that. I want to take our beer and our team and our energy and vibe into our own space. Um, and, um, that's what we're. That's what we'd love to do. Sweet. That's exciting. Very cool.
0: That's cool. Um, what would you want someone to know who's never been to Eternity? Like what? you know, someone listening to this podcast who hasn't ever been to Howl but wants to make the trip, what would you guys say to get them out here? Got a lot of different beer to try. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like I said earlier, we have
2: 20 tabs to work with. We try to keep something on for everybody. You know, IPA head, we have your IPAs. Want something dark, we have a couple stouts on. We have our smoked porter. Most of those beers are constantly rotating out, so there's always something new to try. now with the kitchen being put in there's something for you to eat too and Mm -hmm. that menu rotates out every monday so there's always new food to try
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
4: i would say if there's one thing i'm going to break away from where you guys are are, have taken that and i'd say if there's one thing that i was going to communicate to somebody who's never been out here that you've got a brewery right now that's owned by four guys that were all customers before and cared so much about it and so much about the product and the people that worked here that we decided to buy the place and keep it going to try to grow it. So if that says anything at all, uh, there's a certain passion we've got, not only for the beer, but for each other around here. And I think that that uh, really resonates inside the tap room.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, absolutely, we feel it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you have any follow-up questions? Uh, Not really, I mean, we covered a lot. I mean, I have like a lot of nerdy beer things I want to talk about, but that's not not really that fun for non-brewing people. That's why I brought those guys. <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah. Um, Maybe we can turn the mics off, but yeah. Any
0: last thoughts, guys? On on anything? Anything we want to touch on? Elaborate on?
3: Got nothing. Nothing off yeah, the top of, I can of
2: that. Nothing. No. All right. Yeah, thanks for featuring us. This is cool. No, yeah. yeah, of yeah, course. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Really
4: appreciate it. Appreciate the uh, patronage and be, having the opportunity to be here and sort of tell our story a little bit. It's been a bumpy road the last year and a half for yeah. everybody in the hospitality space and it, and it, it isn't over yet and continues to be a bumpy road. And and uh, I just hope we can uh, all stick together and, and, and get through it. And I think the social aspect is so important um, in, in our human nature and culture. Um, that I just can't wait to really be, feel like we're back at it and, and everything's in the rearview mirror.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Moving forward. <clears> like well, thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Listeners, come on to eternity. Yes. Do All it. Michigan. Do it. it. Thanks for listening to the Michigan Beer Pursuit Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at mibeerpursuit and on our website at michiganbeerpursuit.com. If you have any feedback or any questions, make sure to hit us up at chris at michiganbeerpursuit.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and as always, drink local and enjoy. Cheers!